Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Anime Chronicles. I am one of your hosts, Christian Ingram, joined with my former co-host, or former host of Nerd Insurrection, Mr. Jake Colgan. And if you know what Nerd Insurrection is, you really are a fan. Ooh, yeah, they would be. That, that's, that lost, lost page. In, that's in a history. big throwback, right, Jake? A little bit. Yeah. Anyways, as you noticed, I'm not joined by Justin, Brian, or Shelby today. Me and Jake, we go way back, of course, with Nerd Insurrection, like I said. But today we're going to talk about the first few episodes of, what is it, season four of My Hero Academia? Uh, Yeah, season four. Okay, so you are the one who originally got me into My Hero, right? That's what I like to hear. You well no. First off, you said you should y'all should watch Boku no Hero Academia, and I'm like Boku no Pico. No, and I was like no 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 no. You're like no. hold up, no, that's not even even anywhere kind of close. So I, I was like, all right, let's give it a chance, and then um, we started watching it, and then I think we stopped at like what episode eight when when he was about to go to do the UA training or, or UA entrance exam. I think so. And I was like, where's the next episode? You're like, you have to wait a week. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, well, I know what's going to go on, but yeah, have fun with a week. Yeah. that. But it, I mean, a week isn't too bad compared to the fact that they made us wait over a year for season four. They want to build it up. They did. And did they build it up ever? So the first episode of season four is entitled The Scoop of UA Class 1A. And that was really a throwaway episode with a journalist just, you know, trying to see who the next symbol of peace is going to be, right? Yeah, it was mainly just to catch people up in case I forgot within that time frame of the wait for season three and season four. So it, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was it was an OK episode. It was a good opener episode for season four to catch people up who hadn't seen it yet. But the second episode, episode 65 of the series and season two are episode two of season four is entitled Overhaul. That's the one I told you not to read nothing about until it happened. Uh, overhaul his first appearance. We were like, Jesus Christ, the. Uh, description for his overhaul appears at the League of Villains hideout to propose an alliance, but Tomura's unease violently delays the plan. Meanwhile, Izuku enters hero work studies and with the help from Mirio sets off to apply for Sir Night Eye's agency, who was also All Might's former sidekick. Yeah. That Let's was a pretty savage crazy. episode. It was, because that's what... For people who didn't read the manga up until this point, I was like, if you read it, it's going to spoil the impact of him showing up over there. Yeah, everybody's like, overhaul ain't that big a deal. And then he shows up and you're like, what the hell? This man's crazy. I know. Like, he Crazy, crazy. He destroyed like that one. Uh, I don't remember the magnet dude's name. Magnet chick. I don't I don't know. I don't remember her his name. But as soon like as uh, big sis or something like that, yeah, something like that. But as soon as they touch overhaul, boom, explode. Like, get off me, you dirty peasants. Yo, nobody was expecting that. And then he blew up Compress's arm. Uh, he took the thing right off, dude. That was savage. I was like, yo. And twice, you know, he feels responsible because he's the one who brought overhaul. But honestly, I like overhaul's getting better than I do the league. Oh, uh, the um, Yakuza. 
Yeah. The Shi Hasege Hasa yeah, that group. Yeah, yeah. The the one you shouldn't even try to pronounce. No. All right, close. You got close, but no cigar. Well, let's see, you're watching it in dubbed, right? Well, they're simul-dubbing it. Oh, you're watching it dubbed, Yeah. Right? All right, I'm watching it sub, so it's a lot more difficult to get that just trying to remember off of, like, memory. So is there a reason you prefer subbed over dubbed? Oh, uh, when it came out, I started with subbed. Okay, so that that's the reason you prefer that. You just want to stick with what you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I did that. I mean... It's not like I started with subbed. I started with dubbed, of course. But then there was a few episodes where, like, who would be a week ahead with the sub? So I would watch that, and then I'd rewatch the dub just because, you know. Oh yeah, it was. It's interesting because unless you're like a Naruto person, uh, like each uh, Uchiha, mm-hmm. <laughs> read and watch at the same time, it's like, oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. It's atrocious to try to read and, you know, pay attention. You got to watch like I feel like if you watch subbed, you have to watch the episode a couple times just to get the full impact of everything. Yeah, if you're not used to it, I mean, I've gotten useful with this whole series and other series. <laughs> but. I mean, we, we see overhaul in this episode and we also see all might. He doesn't want to face Sir Night Eye, but Mirio's the one who's what is he interning at the agency with Sir Night Eye? So. That's how Izuku or Midoriya gets his foot in the door. Yeah, yeah, uh, basically ask, and then he's like, "Yeah, go over there." Can you introduce me? No, I can't. Like, no, we kind of had a falling out. He's like, "What happened?" He's like, "He was right." He said, "I die someday." Yeah, pretty much. So basically, it's just an episode where All Might talks to. Mirio and Midoriya, and then Mirio takes Midoriya to Sir Night Eye's agency. And that's where we get episode three of the season, otherwise episode 66 of the series, entitled Boy Meets. Like Boy Meets World? I knew you were making that joke. I I, I, of course I was. Anyway, the description goes, Zuku battles Sir Night Eye to get a stamp of and approval to join his agency. However, midway through the battle, Night Eye reveals a secret about All Might that shakes Izuku's confidence greatly. What was the secret, Jake? Hey, so yeah, um, I didn't want him to uh, give you the quirk. I wanted Muriel. Oh, and he's going to die. Mm-hmm, pretty much. I mean, I can't say I disagree with him on the fact that Mirio would have been the best candidate for the Quirk. Yeah. Mm, I'm, so hard not to talk about some stuff. Gonna I know, because you read the manga, but, <laughs> like, I just think that Mirio would have been an overall better option, but for story's sake, you have to go with Midoriya. Yeah. I mean, we've already stuck out four seasons. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean... Hang on one sec, Jake. What? I'm doing a podcast. Jesus Christ. Doing a podcast. Oh, never mind. Yep. All right. And we're back. So, as we were saying, Mirio would have been the better option, but for story's sake, Midoriya was chosen. How do you think the story would be if Mirio was chosen? Uh, If it follows what's Coming up, I feel a little twist. But like everybody's like, Mirio's power is so, so overpowered. Like his quirk is so overpowered. But like after you learn how it works, you're like, dude, that's not even the case. Nah, it's 
it's good, but it's like really. It, it it takes a lot of concentration and a lot of thinking. It has too many uh, cons to pros to it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's able to use it is pretty impressive. But during the battle between Midoriya and Sir Nighteye, like you notice at the end, Midoriya made sure to avoid all the posters of All Might. Yeah, because he's a fan. He's a fanboy. That's like me with Power Rangers. It's like if I was like trying to go in your room and trying to do it, it's like, no, nah, I can't move in here. I gotta go. Yeah, can't can't do much in here with all this stuff on the wall. So maybe I can maybe do it on the bed, but that's about it. That sounded weird. <laughs> that did sound weird. So at the end of the fight, um, Nidai gives Midoriya the stamp, and he basically said, "The only reason I'm taking you on is to prove to you that you should not be the holder of one for all." Yeah, kind of a dick move. But eh. I mean, Nidai is a dick, but he makes sense. Yeah, he does. Whew. I, I like him. So that's basically how the episode ends. And then we go into episode four of the season. Otherwise, episode 67 of the series. And it the title is Fighting Fate. While on patrol, Izuku and Mirio surprisingly encounter Overhaul and his frightened daughter, Eerie. Eerie? Eerie. 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 Afterwards, still emotionally struck by All Might's secret about his original planned successor, Izuku confronts him to demand the whole truth, which he'll have to accept when it stretches further, uh, further worse about All Might's past and future. Yeah, um, this episode I was looking forward to. This was a uh, very good episode. It introduced one of my favorite female characters in this show, which is Ari. So my question, you you're you're caught up in the manga. Is she really Overhaul's daughter? Because I don't think so. Uh, biologically or legally? Biologically. Mm. I love how you can't answer. This. Like I don't know. I don't know how I to answer this. I can't answer it. Well, dang, Professor Jake can't answer. I mean, the last time you asked that question to uh, your co-host Brian, he kind of ruined it for you. <laughs> this is true. So let's let's leave that question alone for right now, because maybe maybe, maybe the listeners don't want to know. So let's talk about the episode, Mirio and. Uh, Midoriya are on patrol and Ari, you know, Midoriya just has the best luck with that right place, right time sort of thing, right? Or wrong place, wrong time. Like with Stain and then the whole muscular situation and then the whole all for one situation. And now Ari, she comes running out of a um, alleyway and bumps into Midoriya and Midoriya is like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing, child? Save me. <laughs> please, please save me. So Overhaul comes out and he's like, sorry about my daughter, blah, 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 blah. You know, just trying to get her to come back. And Mirio's like, basically, he's like, all right, we need to let him go because we're not trying to make any moves right now. And Midoriya being Midoriya, he's like, all right, what the hell? What's up with all these bandages? And Mirror's inner dog was like, shut up, shut up, please don't do this, please stop. And so they walk into the alleyway with Overhaul with Aerie and Midoriya's arms. And he's like, all right, what the kind of father are you? 
Yeah, and, and they would have died. Do you think so? They would have died. I don't know. Completely and hands down. I don't know. I I, I think they could have pulled it off. But if you think about it, at this point, they don't know his quirk. They don't know what it does. That's true. So knowledge is everything. So you might be right, but we'll never get to see. So they eventually let him go because Ari goes back with him because she could see he's getting agitated about to take off his gloves. He about to kill these boys. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially the I mean, that's towards the end of the episode. And they go back to Sure Night Eye and report everything. And Izuku's all torn up about it. Yeah, because he's like. Uh, he's troubled because he wanted to save the girl because he knows something's not right going on, but he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, he, two he, later. he doesn't know exactly what's going on. And then in the next episode, episode five of the season, episode 68 of the series, uh, um, entitled Let's Go, Gutsy, Red, Riot, we find out a little bit more, but Ijiro and pro hero Fat Gum do battle with criminals while on patrol. However, the villains utilize drugs that can stop and boost quirks and gain the upper hand. What is his name? Com Red Riot must Com go beyond his Kirish limit. Kirishima. Yeah. Ojiro. Ojiro? Ojiro? I don't know. Must go beyond his limit to stop them. So this was a good episode. First, it starts out with, you know, I one of my favorite characters. Dude, I'm a huge fan of the big three. Like, I mean, we haven't seen much of Nezure, but I've, I love Mirio. I love Sun Eater, especially with the last episode, which we'll get to in a minute. But so we see all of them on patrol. Um, Sun Eater takes out a couple villains. Fat Gum takes out a few more. And then one of them, one of the people from behind shoots Sun Eater with a bullet, which takes away his quirk for a little while. They... I don't think they've given the actual name of the bullets quite yet to it, but I don't think so either. But I mean, it has to be scary for a hero to have his quirk taken away for well, for anybody in that society. Yeah, because you're so built up on using it. Like, for instance, Sun Eater himself, he's like, all right, cool. Um, well, in a very nervous way, he's like, all right, let me use my quirk. Oh, crap, it's gone. So it's like, ah, uh... yeah, after having it your whole life, you're a little concerned, but. So this is where Kirishima takes on this one villain and he uses a drug enhancing quirk. I mean, a quirk enhancing drug. There we go. I can't talk yeah, to that. Quirk enhancing drug. Enhancing drug. Well, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Anyways. And so he's able to use a lot of blades and cut Kirishima. Which is. Did your eye, when um, he used the blades that came out of his eye, did your eyes hurt after that? I mean, my eyes started watering. I was like. Yeah, it's like, oh, gosh. Like, that looked a little bit painful there, buddy. <laughs> so, basically, he fights, and he has to protect these innocent civilians. And he goes beyond his normal hardness. What is what is his... Uh, I, I, it Sorry. sounds super <laughs> sexual. He gets extra hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it looks cool. I just said a man, look, a man who is hard looks cool. Let that one sink in. This whole, this whole episode in the series is just innuendo trying to describe it. Exactly. Like trying to describe it is a pain. But so he takes out the villain and then they, they find out that. Um, well, I think this is the next episode is when they find this out. So 
the next episode is episode six of the season otherwise episode 69 of the series and it is titled an unpleasant talk did you laugh because i said 69 it it followed up with the hard boy (laughs) yep Anyways, Sir Night Eye organizes a massive meeting with the pro heroes and miners to discuss the situation of the growing f- and of the growing and threatening organization of the Shi Hasaki led by Overhaul. So this is where they all find out and team up with different agencies about Overhaul. This is the episode where they find out about the bullet. This is where it really tore up uh, Mirio and Deku for why they left her or, you know, they couldn't do nothing to save her. Yeah, they find out that there's somebody's blood in these bullets that's causing quirks to be taken away and it's Ares blood. So they're using her as a human science experiment. Yeah, which is which is why a lot of people when they who've read the manga like this series or this season because it's it's a much darker season when especially at that point you know what's going on oh yeah it, and it's it's um they're like uh yeah go ahead it's super dark and it's getting really good i know the manga gets darker and darker at points yeah but the unpleasant talk there's a bunch of heroes as i said and then fat gum's the one who reveals the this stuff about the bullet izuku and mirio are all tore up about it and they they all have to figure out where their hideout is where uh overall's hideout is in order to save her yeah and that's when they also reveal uh sir night eyes full extent of his uh, quirk the downside of it because previously he just told him what the quirk was and tell him yeah it's about a day recharge on it dude his quirk kind of sucks let's be honest i mean it's not the best it depends. It honestly depends on the situation. Yeah, like that's why I, was it Fakum who said it? Who's like, oh, why don't you? Or what? No, it was um Rockley who was like, why don't you just shoot Squirk with all Rock of Lock. Rock Is it Rock Lock? Something like that. Something Lock. Know. I'm used to the meme of it then. It's Rock something. I think it's Lock. Rock Lock. Is it? Because he locks I... stuff in in midair. That's probably right. I'm just used to the meme. Everybody's like, Rock Lee. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, but, um, like you were saying. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's when, uh, yeah. He's like, I can't do that. Otherwise, uh, it would take too long because of recharge on my quirk. It wouldn't work. Yeah, it, it just... They have to narrow it down before he he said he wants to narrow things down before he uses his quirk on it. So that's the extent to that episode. It was just to talk about everything. And Eraser had had a deep moment with Midoriya. He's like, you untrustworthy little child. He's like, I'm going to go with you this time. Pretty much. So, Jake, you trust Midoriya now? Not a chance in hell. Uh Okay. Jake's name is Eraserhead in my phone. I sleep a lot. Do you carry around a sleeping bag at work? No, but there's a bunch of pillows and like covers and stuff. I don't need one. (laughs) Well, let's go on to episode seven now. Um, Episode seven of the season. Otherwise, episode 70 of the series, which is entitled Go! 
Exclamation park. Exclamation mark. Uh-huh. Izuku and Mirio overcome their heavy emotions following the meeting and past revelation as Sir Night Eyes launches the mission to save Eri and the massive raid of the Shi Hasaki headquarters begins. So this is where they really, they're all at the police station. They find out where his hideout is. Well, Night Eye found out where it is thanks to, you know, a toy store interaction. Magical so girl. Weird, toy store. Japan. Japan. So they they start to launch everything. You know, all the heroes are getting really ready. This is just a pretty cool to what's to come. Everybody's like, all right, hurry up, hurry up, come on, come on, come on. And Mirio and Midoriya, of course, are really hyped. They're like, we're gonna save her. How would you if I happen next episode, how would you like to be the police officer outside that door? Yeah, I'm good. I'd be like, no, 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 I'm good, bro. So at the end of this episode, they all start running into the hideout. Well, before they do that, they knock on the door. And this this uh, one of the henchmen with a growing quirk comes out and he takes. A, well, what's her name? The dragon uh, lady number nine hero. I can look her up if you want. Yeah, we can get an actual name, but she starts fighting her and her assist yeah. are Nezure, um, uh, uh, Uraka Ochako. and Froppy. Yeah. So they're not actually inside the hideout. They're taking on everybody outside. Yeah, and I think um, Overhaul and a few of the um, the nine are actually underground at this point. The nine bullets, right? Yes, that's them. So you got her name? Uh, I'm working on it. Uh, it is. It's Susan Loads. Uh, Ryoko Tatsuma. Tatsuma. Ryoko Tatsuma. Hero name? Uh, Dragoon Hero Ryukyu. Dragoon! Like the Beyblade? Like the yeah. Beyblade? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that, that episode ends, and then we go into episode 8 of the season, otherwise episode 71 of the series. And this, is, this was a very good episode, and it, it is entitled Sun Eater. Of the big three. This is where they really show up as Quirk. Oh my god, his Quirk's amazing. Sun Eater, a member of Fat Gum's agency in UA's big three, decides to single-handedly defeat everyone's first obstacle. Three members of the eight bullets, the Shihasaki elite enforcers. So he took out three of these guys. That's impressive for a student, much less a hero, you know? I mean, Fat Gum did say to the group when he's like, when um he's I want to take them all out. Uh, y'all go ahead, all that stuff. Fat Gum's like, well, I mean, yeah, he's the strongest out of everybody here. He's like, he's like, look, the only problem with him is he's in his head. That's it. Yeah, if he got out of it, he'd be ridiculously strong, like he showed off. And then we see the connection between him and Mirio, and the backstory between them. How Sun Eater was a new kid in school, and he could barely talk because he was so nervous. Which, I mean, I get it. Social anxiety. I hate talking to people, too. And then Mirio comes up to him, and he was said, Mirio is his son. Yeah, I do that differently. But yeah, because, you know, Mirio shines so brightly because he's uh, extrovert. I think that's the right word. Uh, and just, you know, was a friend to him, essentially. Yeah, which is... 
I, I, I like to see their connection. I think it's uh, interesting. Uh, like it, it's it's not a Naruto Sasuke story. I think it's a little better. Well, I mean, most people when they saw him initially, like, is that Sasuke? Sasuke with Sasuke. ears. So, the start of this episode, as we said, uh, one of the bullets decides to get into the wall. Their quirk allows them to manipulate objects and places, and he starts basically making the the house looks like like one of those what funny mazes a fun house type thing like if okay get drunk and then walk through your house and that's what you get walk down some stairs yes. that's where sunny there is mm-hmm. so we see that sun eater says he can take on three of them all three of them and that everybody else to go ahead and how the pros need to save their quirk for overhaul which makes sense and Eraser takes out one of the bullets because he's like, all right, I know he what he can do. I, I'm just mad. He just took him out with one hand. He was like, yeet. <laughs> he good. <laughs> I was like, Dang. we forget how good Eraser actually is because he took on all those villains in the USJ. Season one. Yeah. I mean, he got injured, of course, but whatever. He's still a good hero. He so, got injured because of chapped lips. <laughs> So Sun Eater really got to show off his quirk. Um, essentially, anything he eats, he can turn like transform into. Use as he he can uh, manifest as part of his body. Manifest as part of his body. So he starts eating food. I mean, he, the octopus is really cool. I mean, it's too hentai ish, but still a cool concept. Did you? Missed the one thing that happened before they got in the raid. What? Like right before they went in there. What uh, Fat Gun gave to him. What was it? Swordfish? Swordfish. I remember that. He didn't really use it, though. No, he didn't. So he's saving so, it. There's a preview for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little a little spoiler. So he, he ends up taking out all three of them. I mean, it, it was difficult. And he, he did get his ass whooped at some points. But he came out and prevailed. Yeah, because he uh, did a little slide of hand and ate the little crystal. Yeah, uh, which the... was really cool. And then he did that Chimera Kraken thing, which was super cool. Would have worked if it hadn't been for the guy that woke up. Yeah, and he started eating him. I was like, all right, that's a little gross there, boss man. <laughs> but so we end and like he, he took him out. But the next episode is entitled Red Ride, and it's the ninth episode of this season. Otherwise, episode 72. There's no description for it, but it's going to be Red Riot, another Kirishima episode. And it's looking like it's really good. It's going to be Red Riot and Fat Gum taking on two villains. I believe so. Yeah. And you see what's like in the preview, you can see under uh, Fat Gum's mask. Yeah, some of his hair. Which, you know. If that happens, it's going to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. So that's about the end of this episode. We're really looking forward to that episode. But in Japan on December 20th, they're releasing the second My Hero Academia movie, which we can only speculate that it's going to be released here in the States by mid to late February. I think so. Um, I'm not sure because the last last um, uh, movie was kind of canon. 
Kind of it because Melissa Shields has been mentioned in it and she was in the series. Yeah, and it was it took place between the one for all oh no, all for one quirk and then or user and one then fight. one for all. Yeah. So I'm curious where this movie's gonna take place story wise. So there was a release or an, a spoiler that the hero Hawks will be in it for the first time. Yes. So I'm excited he's been about mentioned that already before. Oh, but he's been mentioned uh, and uh, um, Tokoyami is going to be learning under Hawks. Yeah, he's going for a mentorship under him, mm-hmm. which is going to be really good. He's the number two hero now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, wait, no, no, he's not. No, uh, they haven't. Uh, they haven't shown the actual updated hero ranking yet. Well, in the anime. Well, I mean, that's what we have something to look forward to. These episodes have been amazing this season. I think with the next eight episodes, when the next eight episode comes out, we'll do a review of that if y'all want us to. But this is a pre-show for um, an interview. I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, hopefully we can say it's a pre-show. If not, I'll cut this part out. You have an interview with the Mount Lady. Got it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Anything else you want to okay. say, Jake? Ah, just enjoy the season coming up. It's going to be really good. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It's probably going to be the best season to date. I want to thank all of you for listening. You can go check me out at um any basically anywhere as the Power Rangers guy, YouTube especially, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Jake Spudding Cosplay and stuff. Go check out Anime Chronicles on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And... That's it, right? Go beyond. Blues Ultra. <laughs>